Hi, welcome to Matters of the Heart and Soul. I'm your host, Janie Charlotte. Matters of the Heart and Soul is a podcast to raise awareness and awaken humanity to all that is within. We want to be a beacon of light on your life journey. Hi, welcome to Matters of the Heart and Soul podcast. I'm your host, Janie Charlo, and I'm co-hosting with Russell Bruce today. Hey, Janie and everybody out there. All right. So I am so excited about today's show. Um, we are talking about the law of attraction, and um, it's going to be some really great information with Miss Constance Arnold. So welcome to the show, Constance. It's an honor. Thank you so much, Janie and Russell. All right. <laughs> So let's talk about Constance here. Constance is a renowned motivational speaker, author, leadership trainer, and success coach. For the past 25 years, she's been a private training consultant and has literally changed the lives of thousands of men and women around the world. Currently, she hosts the Think, Believe, Manifest show on the Law of Attraction radio network. Her show broadcast on 20 internet stations and in 300 countries. Globally, she has numerous loyal fans, including 10 million listeners and over 500 archived inspirational and motivational empowerment shows. Constance has her bachelor's degree in business administration from Tennessee State University and her master's in counseling from Clark Atlanta University. Some of her clients which is a long list of Fortune 500 companies and organizations, or Delta Airlines, U.S. Post Office, Postal Services, uh, Russell Simmons Success Tour, and some of the guests that she's had on her show, which I listened to since back around 2009, uh, include uh, Dr. Joe Vitale of The Secret and Dr. Dennis Kimbrough, author of Think and Grow Rich, A Black Choice. Uh, Constance Arnold is also my success coach, and like I said, I've been listening to her show since 2009. Uh, stumbled upon it back in 2009 when I lost my brother and my mother in the same year, and you know, just searching for things to keep my spirit uplifted. And I stumbled upon her podcast show, fell in love with the content and the guests that she's had on there. And, you know, it's been a part of my life ever since then. So a lot of you people out there that see a lot of the quotes and so forth that I post on social media, a lot of them come from uh, guest speakers and even Constance herself. Constance, once again, welcome to the show. And how are you doing? Thank you. I want to meet that person you were reading about. So I'm, I'm, so, honored. I'm so honored to be on the show today. To have you here, um, I'm definitely excited just to kind of be in this energy in this conversation. <laughs> yeah. So, how are you holding up with the coronavirus and and all the hoopla that's going on in the world? Well, you know, it's been a major adjustment for me. And the uh, one thing that I'm really telling, coming from a psychological clinic clinical background, I'm telling people to really allow themselves to identify and feel their feelings because of the abrupt change, the radical transition 
that's happening. And for me personally, it has not been easy. Uh, I had two gigantic uh, uh, training, leadership training conferences uh, that I was supposed to uh, really train psychologists, counselors, therapists, mental health uh, employees that was abruptly canceled. And so that was a lot of time. Uh, you know, a lot of money. And so I've had to shift my thinking, change my mindset and really change my entire routine. So I would say just personally, I am still in the process of uh, allowing myself to feel my feelings and adjusting. Okay. That's, that's very valuable information. So let's kind of lay down some framework here so that we could build off of it. Law, okay. law of attraction. Everybody out there has probably heard of the law of attraction. Uh, different people have their different spin on it. Define to us what law of attraction means to you. Oh, Lord, y'all asking me a hard question. I, I'm going to give you I'm going to give the listeners two or three different ways so that they can understand it. Um, so one way is what you think feel and believe you create. Mm -hmm. Another way is whatever your dominant thinking, feeling, believing, saying, and like the I like to add, and whatever emotional state you are living in, eventually you will attract light to you. And then I want to say whatever you radiate outwardly in your thoughts, feelings, the images in your mind and words, you attract into your life. So it is a universal law that works all of the time, even if you don't think it's working. So uh, Jamie and Russell, so right now, uh, you know, if people are thinking and feeling and saying and believing, oh my God, uh, I'm going to lose my house, or oh my God, what am I going to do? Whatever they dominantly think, feel, believe, and emotional state that they live in, eventually they will attract the, the like vibration to that. Wow, that's wow. Let, let yeah, that's that powerful. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so. and you know, I broke it down so many ways so that people could really, you know, you know, get it. And that's so, and, and so, you, because our thoughts and our feelings eventually become things. So, if you're thinking and your energy and your beliefs right now are the economy is really rough. And I'm not telling people not to be in denial, but some way that thought, those thoughts, feelings, and emotions need to be interrupted with thoughts, feeling, and energies like, I don't know how, but I believe my highest good will come to me after this. I believe that during this time that the ideas insight and revelation that I need for me and my children will be downloaded to me. So you see how I just interrupted for those moments, a different energy, a different way of thinking and belief around what's going to happen in my life. Wow. Yes. Let me ask you a question because it just made me think of something. 
So okay. a, a lot of people have heard of the law of attraction and, and sometimes they get frustrated if they don't see things happen like immediately. Can you speak on the, the time delay? Like I notice the more conscious I became, the quicker the manifestations. Yeah. Can you speak on that? Yeah, I can. Hey, because yours truly has experienced that. So the law of attraction is always working. You can't see it. You can't feel it. And so if you are unaware that it is working, either for you or against you. And so it's kind of like, we know that the law of gravity is, is working. We can't see it. We don't talk about it. But if I were to stand on the top of my house and say I'm getting ready to walk uh, on the ground and I'm going to walk in the air, that wouldn't happen. So when people say, well, it's not working for you, for me, Yes, it is. So if somebody's believing for more money, let's just use money because that's where people are. And they have been saying, I'm a millionaire. I'm, uh, you know, I, I'm a baller. You know, I got it going on. I, I have a millionaire mindset. So consciously, that sounds really good. But we have to know that our subconscious mind drives. 95% of our behavior and directions. So in so if in your subconscious, Russell, for the last decade, you've been thinking poverty, thinking lack, thinking because I'm a minority, thinking because I, um, I don't have a degree, that I can't make more money, thinking that I, I'm thinking and feeling and talking uh, that I live paycheck to paycheck, even though outwardly you may begin to say, I'm a millionaire, I'm a baller, I got it going on, you have not reprogrammed your subconscious. And whenever your subconscious is up against the conscious, it dominates, it always rules. So anybody who wants change will have to first reprogram their core beliefs and their subconscious mind. And that's where people miss it. So when people, Janie, when people saw the secret and they were like all excited and I'm for that, that was just conscious thinking. That just helped us to awaken. But you have to reprogram those old beliefs, what your mama said, what you've experienced, et cetera. It's almost like unlearning everything you were ever taught and relearning everything. You said it so eloquently. That's exactly it. Yeah. So Constance, um, and I know there's like a million ways to reprogram yourself. Um, What are some of the best techniques for people, one, to become aware that, oh, my God, I'm living in the past, I'm living in old traditions. I need to reprogram my subconscious. What are like some of the tips? Okay. Okay. Great question, Janie. And so uh, I would say, first of all, look at your patterns. What do you always do? I use me for an example. I don't mind putting my life out there. Um, You know, just about a decade ago, decade ago, I'm like, I'm ready to get remarried again. (laughs) But I kept attracting the same kind of guy. And I'm like, what's up with this? Uh, You know, it was always a guy who used to be rich and trying to get himself together. 
a guy who who used to have a great business and of course I had the skills to you know help him build his business etc so I had to take a look at that pattern what's showing up in a person's life so personally I realized it had nothing to do with uh, with the man because you can always tell what you truly believe by your by your choices. You never choose in higher than how you see yourself. Mm-hmm. So for someone like me, if it's man, money, job, uh, if you always get fired from your job, the first thing you need to do is take a look at your core beliefs. So our core beliefs are stuff that we heard in our childhood, our experiences, um, you know, just those dominant thoughts that we've been thinking over and over, not good enough, not smart enough, I'm a minority, I can never do that, etc. So you have to really look at your core beliefs. And my core beliefs around men, Russell, which I never would have believed was way deep down on the inside of me, I felt like that I wasn't good enough to attract a man who really was already healed and whole and just wanted to be an equal partner with me. Mm. Now, I would have bet you a million dollars that that wasn't the truth. But whatever is showing up in your life, you need to take a look at it. So you take a look at your your beliefs around money. You take a look at your beliefs around your job and your beliefs around what you could be, do and have. So how do you do that? I say write it down. Look, at I always I, I live paycheck to paycheck. I'm always attracting um, um, abusive men and or women. And then you choose a new truth. What's the real truth about this situation? The real truth is that I am worthy. I am deserving of real love. So you're reprogramming that subconscious by that new truth. So you're going to think it. You're going to begin to say it out loud. You're going to begin to believe it. Um, And then you're going to begin to imagine yourself having that. And so it's the reprogramming with new beliefs. It's thinking about it. It's feeling it. It's believing it. And then imagining it. Because we know that the subconscious is most impacted by images and emotion 60,000 times faster than just thought alone. So I think I broke it down pretty good. <laughs> Find out what those core beliefs are and then reprogram it. So you're going to be reading things around money and abundance. You're going to be listening to new material, videos, YouTube on, on abundance and prosperity. When you go to sleep at night, you're going to be reprogramming your subconscious. A shifting and changing that because your subconscious is most open just before you fall asleep at night. Mm. So those are some simple ways. And I'm just going to be honest with you. It won't happen overnight, but it will happen because whatever you dominantly think, feel and believe eventually and inevitably you're going to attract that into your oh life. Oh my God. That was amazing. Yes, it was. I just want to ask you really quick about the 
What well, thank um, it was. Thank y'all. <laughs> I mean, we we talk about this stuff all the time. We study it. I mean, this podcast is a part of a manifestation. So I totally mm-hmm. get it. Um, the imagery part. Um, so when people are doing vision boards and things like that, those are all part of helping to recreate um the dominant and core beliefs. Right. Let me add two vision boards. Now, I I believe in vision boards. I understand the power of imagination because we really live our lives in images. Our life is really a movie, if you get me. And so I tell people, do a vision board, but then look at your vision board with emotion. An example of that might be, I love the beach and you know, I love going to like a little chalet on the beach or, you know, hotel on the beach. And so if I have a picture of that on my vision board, I'm just not going to just look at that. I'm going to embody that. I'm going to feel that. I'm going to live from the end of that. So that means when I'm visualizing, I'm sitting in my chair. I I do this every morning. I'm sitting in my chair. I'm hearing the waves uh, from my from my cottage. I can hear the seagulls flying across my balcony. I hear people talking. I, I, I see the blue waves coming in and out. I feel the wind coming through my uh my hotel room blowing the curtains. Could y'all feel oh, that? And, and so that's the difference in just having a vision board rather than living from the pictures that you have on that vision board. So would you say it is the alignment or the coming together of the heart and the mind where the image in the mind meets the emotions in the heart? Absolutely, because everything, that's great insight, Janie, everything is really heart-centered or the core of your being. And so I say when the two merge, when the core of your being merge with emotion and imagination, something getting ready to happen. Mm. Wow. Mm. Manifestation. So let me give a, a, a reverse example of that. Let's just say... If somebody is, um, is, is has been in an abusive relationship and now let's just say somebody was married for 25 years and then the other person left. And then the one partner says, oh, my God, he left me. He hurt me. And that person talks about that and feels that and walks in the emotion of that and has an image of that. They're really being stuck where they are and staying in the past. That's the reverse mm-hmm. of, of creating your manifestation because you cannot create something new in the old vibration. Mm-hmm. Because remember, your vibration is what you radiate outwardly in your thoughts, feelings, images, and words. Because the law of vibration is really the higher law. It's really higher than the law of attraction. So if people go ahead, really is so so constant. So I always love when it when it's been broken down to the most simplistic terms. So when you speak of you know, not only do you see the image, but you have to get into Mm -hmm. the emotion, and emotion is energy in motion. 
So great. And when you talk, you sound like an engineer, Russell. <laughs> I tell you what, though, I'm not an engineer by accident. I think I was born to do what I do because it helps me actually. I uh -huh. understand spiritual energy a lot easier. Like, for example, like Wi-Fi energy, you don't see the Wi-Fi signals and waves that we walk through. Like if we text you a picture, you don't see the picture traveling through the air, but you receive it into the phone. It's no different than us sending out signals through through prayer or imagery you know, you know, you're asking the divine for these things to happen and something responds to you. So it, it's the same way. I remember when my son was in like fourth or fifth grade, I went and they wanted an engineer to come speak and break down the engineering process. And I went and did it. And I actually talked to the kids about Wi-Fi signals and how it's similar to like us praying and communicating with God and God answering our prayers and sending us energy. You know what I mean? It's like, I know what you, you mean. You can't see it, but it's constantly working and in action and you could feel it. Well, you know, in the law of attraction, everything is energy. And so with the law of attraction, um, a lot of people say, okay, I'm just going to think it. No, you have to think and feel it because we never think. If I say, wow, I just want a million dollars, there is emotion behind that. For people who have been furloughed or downsized or don't know, uh, you know, what's going to happen with their jobs, uh, you know, they may say, wow, I'm so scared. So there's always emotion behind that. So for listeners, uh, if they could emotionalize, I think I just made up that word. Um, if they could emotionalize their pictures and their image and their beliefs, uh, uh, that really accelerates manifestation. So, so what are your thoughts on, you know, like, people want things and they think it's as simple as, okay, if I want it and I just say, I want it, I want it, I want it. But it's like the fact that you don't get what you want. You don't attract what you want. You attract what you are. Right. Well, the truth of that is you may want abundance, but you have to get in the vibration of abundance. Which you can't, you can't, Go ahead. Go ahead, say, Jane. Which would be gratitude, grateful for everything. Everything you already have is abundant. You're already feeling abundant. Right. And so let me break that down. That's great insight, Janie. And so what what is a vibration? A vibration is energy, is thoughts, is feelings, is emotion. So if the vibration of abundance is is there's always more than enough. Um uh, all of heaven's resources are attracted to, attracted to me. That person has to begin to think, feel, and believe from a place of abundance rather than lack. And so I'm going back to the reprogramming again. As people begin to reprogram their thinking around, uh, I may not know how, but there's unlimited possibilities and abundance in the universe. Yeah. Um, 
uh, you know, I love what Florence Schofer Shin says to me. She said, money comes to me easily and effortlessly under grace and perfect ways. So as people begin to reprogram their thinking and their subconscious, they will begin to shift from one vibration of lack, scarcity, not enough, gradually to the other vibration of plenty, more than enough, and abundance. And it is a shift. It's really a shift in consciousness, but I'm not going to go there. So it's kind of like bubble number one is lack, but we want to get over here to bubble number two. But in order to get over there, you have to think, feel, and believe a certain way. So the more people can read, I'm going back to that, read, uh, apply the principles, begin to baby step your way toward uh, behavior change. The more you can imagine and feel and believe, the more you will begin to live in the vibration of what you want. Really, you have to become the thing. Yep. And then from that state of being in the vibration of abundance, all of everything that's attached to that vibrational state will come to you. Mm. Wow. Like I feel uh, my whole heart center is just like jumping. Like it's just like, I just want to get up and just like start moving. Let's do it. I feel all of it just right in my heart center. Well, let, let me just tell you about my own life personally, uh, you know, around money, since we know everybody's really focusing on money now. You know, um, I, I made a lot of money. I had major contracts, didn't even have to bid for them year after year after year. Millions went through my hands. But I would say I still had a lack mentality. Mm -hmm. Outside, I looked like I had it going on. But I didn't know anything about investing. I was a big spender. You know, I would say, come on, Janie, come on, Russell. I'm paying for everybody going on this cruise. Mm -hmm. And so my vibration was not one of abundance. I thought it was, but it was not. So the second time money came to me, I had changed my consciousness. And so that's why you have basketball players and football players who sign $50 million contracts. And then five years later, they don't have it because they never shifted into the vibration of abundance because we know that it's inside first. Yeah. It's the radiating out of who you really are. So that's just my own personal story. Oh, I totally um, agree with that. It's just like um, anyone that's wanting love who have not first become love, they won't make mm -hmm. that relationship because you have not become love or whole within yourself to maintain. Like you said, if you can't maintain that vibration, you lose it. It's all about yeah, and speaking of love, I'm just telling all my business today must be in the coffee that I'm drinking. I don't know. <laughs> but, but, you know, even when it came to love, you know, I would meet a guy and, you know, because when you see me on the outside, okay, she cute, at least I think so. She's cute, she's smart, she's spiritual, she, she's interdependent. But then when I would get in a relationship, I became really clingy and needy. Mm. And, and and I didn't know that, but that was because I was looking for love outside of yeah. me. 
and I realized that you really, you can't go to the arms of a man to get only what you are yourself. That's true. And it was only when I really began to deeply love myself, love my life, love and accept who I am, that real love came to me. And that's the truth. That is so true because communication is really nonverbal. So most people are going to treat you the way you treat yourself. I know. And you know, you guys, Russell, y'all can pick up on stuff. So... Um, <laughs> I was just, I thought I was vibrating out a, a something, but you know, in the law of attraction, you, you attract who you are. That is so true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now I have a man in my life, you know, who loves me deeply, but I was loving myself, loving my life, you know, loving my friends, yes. a, a radical acceptance of who I am, that who I am just where I am is enough. Yes. Let's talk on that for one well, second. Well, I was just going okay. to comment. Um, and even when that man is no longer in your life, you are still loved. You still are left with the love you've always had for yourself, which ultimately comes from the divine anyway. You're just a absolutely for that love to radiate out. And, um, you know, Russell and I, we talk about it a lot. You know, love is the highest emotion and energy out there. Well, you know, it was only, you know, I know a lot of people are on different spiritual levels. I say I'm not religious, I'm spiritual. But it was only when I realized how much God loved me that I began to love myself. It took me a while. I had read it in the Bible, but when when I realized, boy, God, the spirit source loves and accepts me right where I am, loves to be with me in all of my challenges, all my insecurities and imperfections. It was that radical acceptance of who I am and where I am is enough that's very attractive. And to be honest, Men be trying to hit on me all the time because I'm in that vibration. You know, it don't have nothing to do with looks, what size you are, your age. It has to do what are you vibrating out. It's that energy that you put off. That's the key. Mm -hmm. I think once you realize, and even, you know, I'm kind of like you. I'm not religious into rituals, very spiritual. But um, you realize that you are... the source is a part of you so in essence you are love and that is almost the the level of vibration that we all have to achieve and to get there it requires healing and looking at yourself and realizing why am I clingy in relationships why am I needy and and changing those paradigms and those so true yeah you know and something else just hit me when you said um I am love. God is in me. I am love. The same thing with money. Just before I got on this call, I was sitting thinking, you know, I am, a, you know, the God of abundance is in me. So I am abundance. Yes. I was just thinking that I am rich. Yeah. I am prosperous because the I am is in yes. me. Yes. And currently right now with COVID-19, I am perfect health. I mean, I say it every single day. Yeah. Every day. So, right. so let's briefly talk on that about, well, you're in the healthcare industry. So like vibration and disease. So you hear a lot of holistic doctors 
talk about food and energy, right? Electric foods like fruits and vegetables have higher. Yeah. Whereas like things like the different meats and and dairy products have very low electrical output. So it's all dealing with energy and vibration. So how do you feel about like what role does diet play in the law of vibration? I'm so big on diet, but I tell people I'm not giving up my heavy whipping cream for my coffee. But um, well, I'm with you on that one. I, I still put my cream in the coffee. Uh, 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 uh. I'm not giving that up. You know, I it's so interesting. I, you know, I'm a big um, whole foods, healthy foods kind of girl, and have been for years. And it's something. You know, sometimes when I travel, I get off. And, you know, it's something if I if I can drink a green drink, you know, and when you drink it, you feel the the aliveness of that. Mm-hmm. You, you, you feel that versus if you eat a, a hamburger and fries, which is kind of like blah, dead food. Mm-hmm. And so I think that during this time and I know a lot of people may not have the money but they've already shown that fresh fruits and vegetables steam have a higher vibration than fried stuff. And so if people, you know, could eat as much fruit or juice something, you know, for their children and stay as much as they can away from sugar. Uh, I, uh, I put a post on my um, Instagram that says I need to learn how to stay is it six feet away from my refrigerator because I've been I've been doing some emotional eating, you know, behind everything that's going on because I'm tired of being in the house. But I believe that uh, this is what I had to learn, Janie, is that when I began to love myself, I wanted to put good food in my body. I wanted to run and exercise. And what the, the example that the spirit gave to me was my car. I've been driving Mercedes for, I guess, 20 years. And one, uh, I was on the road a lot and I was eating a lot of junk food. And I felt like source or spirit or God said to me, Constance, you would never put anything in your car, your Mercedes, other than premium. That's true. So why would you be putting these low grade food? And why do you do that constantly? Because I love, appreciate, want to take care of my car. And what the spirit said to me, you need to start doing that for yourself. And so once again, Janie, it goes back to loving and caring and cherishing for ourselves. And even when it comes to exercise, I move my body. uh, I'm a walker runner. I move my body uh, because I'm loving and caring and cherishing myself so that I can give, like you and Russell are doing, Janie, give back and serve others. Yes. So it's really a form of self-love when it comes to the eating and the exercise. So people, we know we know we are at home, so you can get out and walk. And, you know, they got tons of stuff on YouTube, all kind of planks challenges and sit-up challenges and Pilates. But just begin to baby step your way toward new behavior, baby step your way toward, I'm going to eat 
one fruit and one fresh vegetable a day. So you baby step and change your behavior because I can tell where your life is going by your daily routine and choice. Absolutely. That is so true. That is very much so. So how do you, how do you feel uh, or what's your outlook on like the balancing of the mind, body and soul as it pertains to the law of vibration? Like if one of them, I think what happens? They can't be. If one of them out of sync, you off. (laughs) You know, you know, I just use, I'm using me as an example again, body, soul, and spirit. To me, your body is, you know, what you eat, you know, exercise, drinking water. Your soul is, is, is your emotions, your past reading, nurturing that part. And we know what your spirit is. But I realized that when the 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 uh, coronavirus thing first hit, I was looking at a lot of news, and I'm not even a news person. I just got Netflix because my friends like you need to get Netflix and look at some of those documentaries or something. And so uh, I'm just not a TV person, but I became immersed in it. You know, I have clients all over the world. I was looking what's going on with Italy. And I realized for like a week, I did not have my quiet and my study time. Mm-hmm. It threw me yeah. off. I was more I was more impatient with traffic. And I knew, Russell, something was wrong when my dog went and hid under the bed. Like, I don't know what's up with my mama, but she needs to, need to do something. And so I realized that I was off. I was impatient when I went in the store. I was judgmental, was taking them so long. And so I think that's why they say every day you need to give, you know, 20 minutes to exercise, 20 minutes to prayer and meditation, you know, 20 minutes to reading to to continually have that balance. I totally agree agree with with that. that. Yeah. And so if a person is not moving or exercising or eating a lot of junk food, they just don't feel good. That is so true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and I think that's kind of like that big difference between religion and spirituality. I think a lot of times, you know, without throwing a baby out with the bathwater or slamming religion, a lot of times they get so caught up in the rituals and the belief of the religion that they forego health or different things of that nature and end up getting themselves in trouble. And really they're out of balance. Yeah. So that's yeah. So true. I really don't go by what people say. I go by what they do. I, I watch people's actions, you know, not. Yeah. And you just brought up something. A lot of people ask me, Constance, how can you how can you be a Christian and still teach the law of attraction? Wow. Let's talk. Let's, talk, let's about that. talk about that. You know, and what does the Bible say? And what would Jesus do? And and, and uh, Russell, you're not interviewed everybody and God on the law of attraction. Wow. And 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 my story behind that is. Uh, So a lot of Christians, you know, well, the law of attraction is God. And what I tell people is that, no, you have a personal relationship with God. So it's the presence of God. But then over here, you have the principles of God. 
which are the law of attraction, the law of giving and sowing and, and all of that. So a lot of Christians believe that, you know, the secret, they never said God, they said universe. And I know that was a different language. And, it, you know, but Rhonda Byrne, she just did the preview. Other people are doing, I just interviewed Dr. Joe Vitale again, and he, they're doing a, the secret part too. So, but for Christians, I get where they're coming from, but there is the presence and the power of God or spirit, but then there are universal fixed principles. So that's why you have a lot of Christians who go to church, not judging, because I, 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 I am a Christian, and, and, but then they don't have no money. But then they'll look over here to somebody like Jack Canfield, Russell Simmons, and other ballers who are just wealthy and rich mm-hmm. and philanthropic. Uh, you know, but there has to be a merger mm-hmm. of the two. The spirit and the universal laws mm-hmm. have to merge together. I think I read somewhere, and I can't remember where this came from, but it, it went along the lines that if you're just spiritual and no earthly good, then it's useless. So if you just know religion and principles, but you're not using it for earthly good, it's useless. Absolutely. And and so I believe that a lot of, and I'm not judging, but I believe because I was a part of a big mega church for 20 years in leadership, etc. But to me, religion puts you in bondage but spirituality enlightens mm-hmm. and gives yeah, you freedom. That is so true. And going back to where you were speaking about the universal laws, universal laws go back to the origination, right? So when God spoke things into existence and put the stars, the sun, the moon, and all the planets in orbit in their rotation, these laws existed then. We could look and find start dates for all the man-made religions, including the big three, Christianity, Islam, and Judaism. We could find start dates for these things, but all of them are based upon the fundamental principles of universal law. So my whole thing is, why not go back to the source? It's like, I take out the middleman, I go back to the source Mm -hmm. that put the stars, sun, and the moon, like, a lot of times you hear people talk about the Egyptians saying, oh, they worship the sun or whatever. But in the physical reality, the sun was the greatest physical manifestation. And they refer to it as God's son. And that's a whole nother story for another day where a lot of the religion spun off because God was the one that put the sun in, in place. Right. And as you in and the sky, doesn't right. rise, there is no life on this earth. And it's kind of paralleling to the S-O-N of God. That's another story for another day. But, yeah, you, but universal law to me, the people. Supersede, <laughs> it, to me, it supersedes <laughs> religion. But I think religion has its place because I think a lot of people, it does. there's a lot of work involved in taking a spiritual journey and it's a lonely journey. Yes. And, it, and religion is a good way to and if we if we go back to the law of gravity we just believe it right we just know that if i like you said earlier constance if i'm on the top of my roof and i decide to walk off the roof i'm gonna fall on the ground we're not gonna do it because we believe it right 
So the law of attraction is a universal law, just like gravity, and it has nothing to do with religion. Nothing. It has nothing to do with how old you are, religion, or anything. It's a law and that's always working. Yeah. And so, see, it's working for the person who says it's not working. So when you say this is not working for me, things never work out for me, I tried that. And so when you say that, that law of attraction said, okay, if that's what you're saying, yeah. I'm going to give you more back. Like the law of attraction is like the manager of the universe that gives back to you an exact replica of what you truly Think, believe, say, and, imagine, etc. true. It's almost always stated that that the universe or source is interactive, and it's, it's similar to Google's like a mini version of it, right? So, thing like that you're Absolutely. looking for, you're gonna find it. So, if you want to say, okay, coronavirus is man-made, you type in Google coronavirus man-made, you're gonna find that. If you say cures for coronavirus, you're gonna find cures. So, you know, and if you say you don't like something, you're going to find what you don't like about something. Yeah. Well, what do you guys think about this? So, you know, I also believe that the universe is always wanting to give you what you want. So we're going to talk about our words and what we're saying. So, Constance, do you also... Oh, <laughs> you, you, you took the... You were reading my thoughts, Jamie. <laughs> when people say, well, I don't want you're going to get more of that because the universe want to give you what you want, right? Whatever you're, concentrating. Whatever you're concentrating on. So if I say, I don't want to lose my job, I don't want to lose my house, those very things are going to happen because the universe doesn't know what you're don't or do not. It's just, it's just picking up on the vibration of what you're putting out. Yeah, absolutely. And we know that your words really frame and create your world. And I always say your words and your attention always precedes your manifestation. And so when you say, you know, uh, I don't want to be laid off from work. I don't want to be furloughed. You know, the universe hears that. And it's going to give you exactly, and the law of attraction, like who's the manager of the universe, you use that word, I don't want, instead of I'm so happy and grateful, you know, that uh, I, all of my needs are met, whether I find a new job or whatever, that, that all of my needs are already met. I'm grateful for the abundance. So you begin to talk about and put your attention on only what you you desire. So your words, I don't think your words should not should include uh, I don't want to. And that's why affirmations this time, uh, this season is so important. So you are affirming or declaring or decreeing what you want. Exactly. Most of us think about what we don't want. Uh, you know, but if you put your mind and your words and your affirmations and your scriptures on what you do want, then more of that will really begin to, you know, come to you. I am abundant. I am prosperous. I do have the mindset of Christ. Uh, 
Uh, I am uh, tapping into the unlimited possibilities that exist now because we know that always during a crisis, mm. uh, there are great opportunities. So if people could open up, this is the opportunity mm. for me to read a book. This is the opportunity for me to start a new project. This is the opportunity for me to take that uh, certification course online. What are the possibilities that are happening now that exist in your life yeah. that you can begin to affirm? Words have so much power. And, um, you know. Something else just came to me. Uh, Janie, for, I hope you don't mind. It just hit me when you talked when you talked about gratitude earlier. You know, you mentioned gratitude. Gratitude. They say. I mean, everybody I interview, Jack Campbell, all the big guys, and you know, all of the big shots, as my grandmother used to say. They say that next to love, that gratitude is the highest vibration. And so I say gratitude is the great multiplier and and accelerator of manifestation. So if people right now, Jamie and Russell could just begin to say, I'm grateful for what I do have. I'm grateful for my house. I'm grateful for my dog. I'm grateful that I have gas in my car. I thank you. So they can focus on what they do have. And then it's kind of like an investment it will return, begin to return to you more and more. If you're looking at what you don't exactly. have, you're going to get like more of that. I'm like, I've been in, I've been in energy of gratitude where it's, it's, I feel it so much in my heart that it's almost, you just want to cry because you're so grateful for everything. And it puts you in a position for more abundance to come in. It really does. Yeah, I have a friend, Pam Grout. She's a New York Times bestselling author, and she wrote E Square, E Cubed, and some other stuff. But she wrote a New York Times bestselling book, Think mm. and Grow Rich. And the whole book is about when you're thankful and when you're grateful and when you have extreme gratitude, I, I, it'll bring I, I riches can to tell you. I tell you that I have experienced it. Like, first. I've truly experienced mm-hmm. just being in that energy and how so much more is brought to you. It's the same as, you know, giving and receiving. The more you give out and you have a feeling and you're not just, you're giving with the right intention. Cause like you said, attention um, is a big part of it, but your intent, like, what do I, in, like, why am I do this? What are my intentions behind my actions? You know, that's powerful insight, Janie, you know, and now is a great time for people to really, what's the word I'm looking for, activate uh, the law of circulation of giving. So a lot of people are scared, they holding on to stuff, but like you so eloquently said, that when you, like you and Russell, you guys are giving from a place of abundance because you're, you, you want to serve, help, and empower people. And when you give from that place, it's a universal law that the law of circulation says, because you're giving from a place of of abundance, the universe is going to have to give it back to you. Yeah, and I I feel it every single day. Like I said, Mm -hmm. this conversation puts me in a whole vibration that's just like, I feel ascended, like way up. 
<laughs> well, it, 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 it literally it feeds the soul. It does. Oh, that's great insight. You know, Russell has such deep thoughts. Whoa. Thank you for saying that, Russell. You know, and, and it's, it's, it's so true. It feeds your soul. And, and what you guys are doing, Janie and Russell, you're giving, but it's coming back to you. And I often tell people that my radio show for 11 years saved my life because you cannot give at that level every week and it not just come back to you in just abundance, avalanches of abundance. So I commend you guys. So Constance, uh, tell the people how they can reach you and what services you offer. Okay, you can go to my website, fulfillingyourpurpose.com. I currently coach clients on five continents. I have, when you go in there, you can see the different coaching packages that I have. You can reach me on Instagram at LOA Constance, Facebook Coach with Constance. And you could go to the Law of Attraction Radio Network, and I have over 550 archived podcasts. So that's how you can reach me. And I, I feel that my gift is helping people to identify their stuff and then giving them baby step strategies to coach them. Constance, we have two more questions and then we'll wrap it Mm -hmm. up. Um, So the first one is, what is a a great book that you could recommend to our listeners? Um, Law of Attraction, it could be anything, anything that you feel will be valuable to humanity. Oh Lord, why did y'all ask me that question? (laughs) Oh, Lord, I'm going to say, let's make it. Let me come back to that one. Ask me the next question. That's a good one. What book am I rereading? I am rereading Power of Awareness by Neville Goddard. So I I would say any of Neville Goddard's book on the power of imagination, the power of assumption, and um, how to imagine. Oh, you got to remember Dr. Wayne Dyer and even uh, the lady who formed Hay House. Um, somebody tell me her name. I forgot her name. Um, the founder of Hay House. She based a lot of her teaching on on Neville Goddard. And so he was born like in the 1900s. Another one comes to me, Florence Scova Shin. She was a bad girl. And uh, she she wrote the, the Game of Life and How to Play It. Great okay, book. so those are good Those would be two. Um, the second question is right mm-hmm. now at the time of this podcast, um, in this present moment, because we believe practicing present moments, um, what is the matter of your heart? Where are you? The matter of my heart is the matter of my heart is the power of being still in the midst of everything that's going on 
and knowing that the spirit will download to me what my next state, which is my being, and what my next step should be. And that I am surrounded, supported uh, by by love and wisdom. That's That's the better of my heart. Great, great, great place to be. Good stuff. Um, because there's something to say that you are at peace in the midst of chaos. And and I think I'm at peace and I have a lot going on in my business, a lot going on in my personal life, a lot of shifts. But I think because oh, okay. I know that it's inside. And, and the thing that I can control are my thoughts, my beliefs, my feelings. I can do that moment by moment. So if I can learn to live in this moment and then the next moment and then the next moment, in one of those moments, a million dollar idea could be downloaded to me. In one of those moments, an idea about how to serve people better could be downloaded to me. So if I can live and be in moment by moment, then that's where it's that from. Constance, this was an amazing Um, I mean, we're very, very (laughs) grateful and thankful that you took some time out to chat with us. Um, Russell, did you have anything else? Wow, I I was sitting there listening to what she was saying. I know, because it it leaves you just like in like in uh, in awe. (laughs) But it reminded me of the African proverb when it says that if there's no enemy within, there's no enemy outside that can harm you. That's true. That's true. Profound. Profound. Well, I'm honored. I'm honored to have been on your show. And uh, both of you are just doing amazing work, empowering the lives of others. I always That's say, true. you never know who's listening. That's true. You never well, know whose you life so you're changing. Um, take care. Be safe. Stay healthy in all of this that's going on. Stay. And you guys will have to meet for coffee or for tea once all of this is over. For sure. All right. So this has been another episode of Matters of Mm -hmm. the Heart and Soul podcast with Constance Arno on Law of Attraction. Stay tuned for our next episode. Talk to you later, Constance. Bye-bye. Okay, bye.